Hi, welcome to Agora Community Radio, the podcast for artists in the animation industry who want to listen and learn on the go. This episode is from our A Conversation With series, where we invite pros from all walks of our industry to have a chat with us about their background and experiences, and then we finish it off with a little Q&A from the audience. You can always head on over to our website, agora.community, to watch the full video, or if you just want to listen to what we think are the most interesting bits and pieces of these conversations, you can listen to the Agora Bytes clips on this channel. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the stream, everybody. I'm back from a little hiatus. I missed a um, apparently very exciting stream last week, but we have an equally exciting stream this week for you. So we have um, in the house with us, well, virtually in our virtual house, um, um, a, a man. Um, although, you know, it's hard to describe him as a man. He's, he's many other things, but you'll, we'll get to that later. But Emil Goheb has been uh, working in the animation industry for a very long time. We met a really, really long time ago. I'm sure some of those fun stories will come up. He already threatened to, to, to tell a couple of those stories right before the stream. So God knows what's going to happen. But um, we worked on a, on, a, on, a, on a movie, actually, here in Montreal. It was my first time working in Montreal. Um, and I was blessed to meet a bunch of people that have gone on now to do amazing things. Most of the people in that crew are now either directors um, um, or, or, or they're, they're in some way um, or shape. Uh, so in, in one way or another, they're in some leadership positions now um, across the world. Um, a number of people, including Emil, ended up going down to the States for a while. He worked at DreamWorks. Um, he ended up working at ILM. Um, he ended up working on, um, eventually one of his favorite properties, um, Transformers, and he's actually worked on several of them. Um, he's also, uh, currently involved in the latest and greatest iteration of said, um, said film. So let's bring him in here. I've known Emil for a really long time. So this is going to be an interesting one. Um, just because of the the history and of course a mill being a mill as everyone was gonna as good, everyone's gonna get a good piece of the the very exciting and very vibrant person that Emil is so I'm excited for everyone to meet him so let's bring him in and David of course actually let's do David first just like I usually do just because I'm out of practice David a week away and I don't know what I'm doing anymore <laughs> welcome back yeah yeah, you you was, did miss uh, a pretty exciting stream indeed last week. That was yeah. pretty cool. Everyone keeps rubbing it in. I keep getting people going, oh my God, the stream was amazing. How come you weren't there? And I'm like, shut up. I know. I, I mean, because... we, we kept saying either people love Jacob Gardner, either they hate <laughs> you, or yeah. Arcane is just super popular. It's one of those three reasons. It, why can't it be all those three things? It could be all of them. Maybe it's all, all of them. It's the, it's, the, it's the secret sauce. We, we, we may never know. Of course, if it's if it ends up just being about you know people not liking me, I'm just going to find that data and bury it forever. <laughs> I'm man enough to accept it though. Okay, let's bring in a million after that uh, crazy introduction. I'm curious to what he has to say. There he is. Hey guys, how, <laughs> how are you? Hey everybody, <laughs> how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for being on the show. Um, it, um, I mean, it's funny because I alluded to you know the man. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like you're more of a legend at this point because you've worked on probably more things than most people I know. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't even know how to even begin a conversation like this. I mean, I think we could probably touch on some of the, the highlights in your mind of some of the big sort of big milestones that you touched on that were like memorable. Sure. Um, but um, yeah, sure. because it's like, it's how, how do you crack through this? It's going to be crazy. I don't know, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, what's the what was the journey to to yeah. be where you're at right yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, it's a it's. I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> it's just you know what it it sounds funny to say, and I know it's everybody talks about it, but with COVID, I think everything is weird. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong because I truly enjoy working from home. I've been yeah. doing working from home since 2006. Well, yeah. Yeah, because you moved out. No, the, you moved up to the sticks. I remember that a while ago. Like it was way before that. Oh, you yeah, moved yeah. way out in the countryside, so you could just no, be no, no, literally, no. I, like, the in a first bubble. time I worked. The first time I worked from home on my own shit, like no day job that I went to the office or whatever was Halo Three. Uh, the Cinemax were Halo Three, and that was right. back in two thousand six. You're right. I was working from my house in the middle of Montreal, which is a yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, a community. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. in the stick yet. Yeah, and um, and back then, Emil, did you tell yourself that that's the future, or it was just like, <laughs> wow, it's once in a lifetime, it it might never. No, no, I, I knew it was doable. I knew it was doable. But the funny thing is, there's no, there was no like teams and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So me and CJ, the the cinematic director at Bungie, which by the way, did you guys see that Sony just is buying Bungie? <laughs> yeah, three point six billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's what it's is happening? It's literally there, there's getting a lot of money in the system right now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats, Bungie. Well in, done. Yeah, yeah. Wow. in any case, in any case, we were using Skype. Like I was Skyping with him, and you know, it was late nights. So we were drinking beer while we're working, and that's how we did it. Yeah, like we just Skype was on all the time, and he was working on his side. I was working on my side. Yeah. We just kept working. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Hey, just keep working. So it's like you're working right next to each other, but just yeah. through a, a monitor, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the and only thing probab- we were doing is we couldn't share our screens. Mm. So and that was, was probably like just two years from exchanging through ICQ or one of those other <laughs> yeah. ICQ, you know, exactly. message. Yeah, it ICQ was pretty close, really pretty close. <laughs> you know that most That's... people today don't know what ICQ is, right? No, probably <laughs> not. Too young to know Sorry, what David's right, though. probably not born. <laughs> This 2000 is like ICQ was probably hitting its primer on that. Well, so like ICQ 2006 is, is not that far at off. At least until 2003, probably 2004, Messenger started to take mm. over and then mm. Skype in yeah, 2006. Right. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. 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 ICQ for those who, sorry, really quick, for those who don't know what ICQ is, you could look it up. But basically, it was way before Messenger, way before, you know, iMessage. It was like the universal chat. You know, it would probably be closer to what WhatsApp is because it's a bit more agnostic to like what's what what ecosystem you are, whether you're a Mac or whether what it didn't really matter. It just everyone could connect in this one place is basically what ICQ yeah. is. Sorry, yeah. you were about to say something, Emil. I don't remember. No. <laughs> I'm sure it was amazing. It was amazing. It's, it's a mess in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so th- this was, so you, you started that trend a long time ago, but then before that, like you, like you started in video games. That's like your true I, genesis was first, there, right? My first, first gig was yeah. on a game for Nintendo 64. There you go. And it was there called Tonic Trouble. I've yeah. never played it. I'm like, we never played my, it. I had my job, like this is my job, okay? A, a 2D card of a of a, a barrel, which is in two pieces. Yeah. And a, a an eight-sided uh ring, like okay. you know, like a donut or whatever. Yeah. And I had to make it go. <laughs> it, it was, the, the main character would like hit it. 
and I yeah. hit it or something, and it would blow yeah. up, and I guess you'd get like you know health how, or something. Whatever. How long? That was the first thing I that? animated all the time. Huh? And how and, and how, how long did I it take no you to idea. do that? I don't remember. Because this is this is back in the day, like pro- probably before even IK. Because I mean, was that at Ubisoft that you did that? There was, was no IK. No, no, there was no IK. I know like, back then there really wasn't. My first things that I animated, the characters like running and stuff like that, zero IK. Oh, it yeah. was all FK and yeah. Nintendo sixty four had all these limitations, right? This is like yeah, like, like memory limits. Yeah, that yeah. So uh, we, you couldn't scale stuff. Sorry, you couldn't morph things, but you could scale, <clears> and you could switch them. So we had a, like a, mm. an arm, an arm like this, and an arm like this, like separate objects, an arm like this, yeah, arm like that, yeah. And, like that. and then we would switch them, and then scale them, scale it, scale it like in skewed scale to make it look like the arms actually open. Oh, I still have my animation that I did back then. Really? I still have the the, the quick time. Oh, but and wasn't it? Like, you look at it, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> But what, because it was, you weren't even using anything. It wasn't like a proprietary software you were even yeah, using. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. So initially they were using a, a proprietary software called A3D. Okay. Which is super basic. Like, yeah. you even have like, I don't even think I had F curves, nothing. Like there's no graphic or none of that shit. It was just like, you yeah. had to figure it out in three space. Yeah. It. It's like animating with a spreadsheet basically. Practically. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, we all tried to, I, I know I was involved to a certain level of getting 3D Super Max into the company. Yeah. To, for animation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was at Ubisoft. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, uh, Emil, uh, over the years, so you, you did a video game and then video game, mm-hmm. uh, cinematics and video game, and then animated feature, of course, at, I mean, TVA, DreamWorks, and all that, and then VFX. Yeah. What made you stick to VFX? Is this just an happy uh, accident is... or is something that you were no, like, no, okay, no. now I found it and that, that's what I'm this going to a, do for now? This is a very controversial topic. Oh, good. Because... <laughs> we love that. All right. Let's go there. We like I'm that. Gonna, yeah. I'm gonna get... I'm gonna get kicked out of the fucking industry. <laughs> Do it! Oh my god, um, I got sick of cartoons. Mm. I just got so sick of it. Everything's so happy all the time. How <laughs> bad it is! Oh my god, like Screw don't that, get me wrong, right? When I did, when I worked on Shrek Two, I was in heaven. Yeah, I remember you were I definitely you, happy you and I, Brent. Yeah, you and I, Brent, worked on Kaina together, right? Yeah. That that French film. But it never amounted to anything. They screwed no. it all up. It was just horribly <laughs> edited. It was just a fucking disaster. Okay. And but when I went when I went to DreamWorks or PDI DreamWorks to be specific, Shrek 2, man, that changed my life. Oh, just sure. working on that film changed my life. Like a real pipeline. Like, like people it's, with it's, lots of experience. It's not that. I was surrounded by amazing people. Amazing people, yeah. amazing artists, amazing, just yeah. amazing. Yeah. And everybody's in it and everybody's trying to get something out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, even the directors were such kind people. Like, yeah, it was just Jeffrey Katzenberg was such a nice man. Like everybody, like, dude, it's Shrek. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. random thing, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking Shrek. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sitting at my desk animating Shrek. Yeah, I'm yeah. animating Donkey. I'm animating yeah. Fiona. Yeah. And I, every day yeah, I would drive to the office like giddy, like a like a five year old kid. But I was a grown up, grown up, you know. <laughs> I get there with my car, I'd almost like run inside to my desk to fucking go animate Trek. <laughs> and then the biggest kicker, we watched on the big screen, and <clears throat> that moment that changed my life in terms of animation is 
as the credits were rolling, my fucking name was there on Shrek. Yeah. Shrek yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I just, I literally got like, I, I think I like, I lost my breath. I was like, oh my God. Like yeah, my name that just happened. is on Shrek forever. Yeah. <laughs> that they, they like, they literally can't take it away now. That happened. It, it, you cannot take it away. It's, yeah. I, I made it. Like for yeah. me, it was like, I made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then, and then it starts snowballing. Madagascar, Madagascar right. too. Yeah, that stuff. And I'm like, oh but so, God. but then at some point so, you were like, okay, I got sick of it. I don't know okay. why. I just got sick of it. And it, I met somebody else, uh, a guy that's a, a supervisor at Third Floor that's doing a, a previous. And we were talking about this exact thing, like this is like a month ago. He's like, yeah, dude, I just got so sick of it. And, and th this is the bad part. I can't tell who's making what anymore. It all looks the same to me. Is it my own eyes? I don't think so. I think artistically, mm. I look at things and forget that we know, you know, Pixar and DreamWorks and all that mm. stuff. I just look at it like it all looks the same. Right. And for me, that's the problem. The last two great cartoon films that I saw that I could say, wow, you know, was Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. And How to Train a Dragon. Yeah. Those mm. are it's great. a long time ago. But it's yeah, a long time yeah. ago. Madagascar and was pretty awesome it, too, though. It, it Madagascar would change things. Yeah. Like we were doing, we were doing squash and stretch, and we were doing that's it. Like it, mental, it was it was a big milestone. It was like DreamWorks was like, let's push it, let's like really push oh, yeah, the envelope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm curious, Emil. Rick I, I Ralph, know, this one doesn't come often as one that stands out mm. in terms of oh my god. Yeah, you but, know, we're but, often talking about maybe, you know Spider Verse for three years has been like the classic. I, I, of, I watched Spider Verse for ten minutes. I was like, I can't even watch this. Wow. But here's the thing. This is wait, this is where it gets important. Brent knows it about me. Dave, you have no clue on that. I have horrible taste in movies. <laughs> it's so true. I have it's just so true. horrible taste in movies. Yeah. I love the popcorn movies. I love that shit. Don't get me wrong. I love <laughs> I, I love it. the insider. The insider with Russell Crowe and Al Pacino. That is in my oh. top three films. I love uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. I love Fight Club. Yeah, these and are I everyone love, loves those. It is good. good. And I love Bambi. That's, <laughs> That's so random. That is the most random That's thing. Bambi is the greatest it's... animated film of all time in my book. And it's it's a toss up between The Insider <laughs> and Fight Club to be the best films of all time. A close fourth is uh, Cleopatra. Oh, I actually Cleopatra was pretty cool. That it's is random. random. random There's like literally no random. connection everybody, between any of those everybody, things. Everybody has there's there's a, a bunch of films that everybody does love. I love none of those. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so something's uh, it, not right. So Emil, it seems that there's the a I mean, there's Go a ahead, connection Dave, between the kind of, it seems that there's a connection between the kind of movie that you want to work on and the kind of mm. movie that you want to see on, on the screen. Because yes. it seems that yes. getting getting sick of looking at all those animated features made you not want to Going to, to complete movie. violence. And now, yeah. now I like working on extremely violent things. <laughs> I don't it know. Was, it was Battle of Angel, mother. Insanely, spoiler yeah. alert. It ruined him and now he Maybe. needed to go dark. That's what happened, basically. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. Like, maybe there's, there's got to be some psychological thing going on for sure. Mm, mm, but, mm. you know, all the films that I enjoy working on, uh, Alita Battle Angel, extremely violent. Transformers, mm -hmm. extremely violent. Uh, Planet of the Apes, very violent. Like, I, I love true. that stuff and I don't know why. Yeah. 
So, so it's not the the full CG versus you know realistic animation on a plate and all that. It's more the nature of uh, who, what is the audience that this is for. Not even it's what I want to work on. I'm not even thinking about the audience. I'm not even thinking about anything. <laughs> what would I like to do? What What do I want to do? That's it. Oh, that looks That's fun. Good. You know, your your the primary motivator is what makes a mill happy. What makes a mill tick. Well, yeah. it makes sense though. I mean, if you're going to, if you're like, I mean, that's probably secret part, a big part of the secret of your success is just the fact that you've made sure, especially over the last probably 10 years that you were working on things that were going to, you were going to connect with that you were truly inspired by. Yeah. It's stuff that I connect with for sure. Yeah. It, um, yeah. It's, it's stuff that I like. Like I, yeah. I always like you would go to the theater to watch that for sure. The one yeah, movie. totally. Yeah. Exactly. And I do like, I love Transformers. I know everybody, everybody freaks in, eh, Michael Bay, and eh, you can't see it, it's moving. It's all, <laughs> it's not. Stop your crap. It's not. It's <laughs> fucking awesome robots beating the shit out of each other. I mean, what is there not to love? <laughs> you know, I'm on, I'm on my fourth Transformers. I mean, yeah. That's true. You've done like that. This, this will be the fourth, fourth out of, out of like, you, you only missed three basically. I missed the first one. Yeah. I missed the fifth one and I missed Double D. Hmm. So I was busy doing other things. Yeah, so pretty it. much the last decade you've been in VFX, right? Uh, since 2008. Well, Somewhere in 2008 was my first transport. 14 years. Um, yeah. and remind me, so now you're an animation director. So when, what was your progression between from animator to lead supervisor and then director? What, what was this journey? It, my progression was weird. Like I know people now go from animator to intermediate animator to senior to lead to, and so on and so forth. I went all over the place because so long story short, I started at Ubisoft as a regular animator in video games. Then by, so that was in 1990, end of 1996, beginning of 1997 somewhere, okay? And then by 1998 or 1999, I was uh, supervising TD for characters on the Rayman TV series that never aired, okay? So I went to, I, I was always character stuff, always. Mm -hmm. That fell apart, the, the Rayman TV series fell apart because it was, it was too expensive for, for, for students to buy it and put it and, and put on broadcast. Back then, stuff, yeah, whatever. they didn't really have the model. They Back then, now. you had shadows, you had textures, you had all this. It was super expensive. Yeah. It was a very expensive yeah. production. So then we created the cinematics department from that, from that team, first for Ubisoft. And then I was supervising <laughs> TD for uh, like some Batman video games. So I had to, I had to help recreate the, the 2D animated Harley Quinn into a 3D animated Harley Quinn with the help of DC Comics. Uh, we did a whole bunch of cinematics for them, some, some Disney, Donald Duck stuff, whatever. And so I was a supervisor at that point, but in, you know, in characters. And then I went to Kaina. We worked on Kaina. I was a lead animator. Mm -hmm. But after that, I went to another company to do um, uh, dinosaur, uh, like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, what's that channel? Oh, walking with dinosaurs Discovery Channel for the uh, Discovery, Discovery Channel. Channel. And it wasn't yeah. walking with dinosaurs, but no, was it, it was it Meteor? Discovery Channel stuff. Meteor. Yeah, Meteor. That's right. Yeah. So I did Discovery Channel stuff as a supervisor there. Okay. So mm -hmm. I was supervising at that point. That's like 2000, 
something like that, whatever, 2001. Mm -hmm. But then when I got hired at, um, what's it called, at uh, PDI DreamWorks, they brought me in as an animator. And they were right because when I got there, and this is the story I tell everybody, any interview I do or whatever, I get there thinking I'm hot shit because I'm at PDI DreamWorks, okay? And I'm going to work on Shrek 2 and all this crap. I walk into my cubicle. I shit you not. One guy became a dear friend of mine, Lou. Was one, he was the supervisor of Jar Jar Binks. And he animated in 2D, Simba, and stuff like yeah. that. And then on my other side, which became one of my other best friends, Jason, he was a stop motion guy that worked mm -hmm. on Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I sit down, I look at them. Oh, yeah. And on the other side of the, the panel, there was two ladies that, that I love dearly, Trish and Linda. These girls animated Yoda. When Yoda's fighting and stuff, they did that. So I, I arrive, I'm like, <laughs> I, I know nothing. Yeah, I know into the big pond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. so instead of having an ego at it, that's when I sat down. I'm like, all right, these are all gods in my book. I'm going to learn from them. Yeah, yeah. And then the first class I got at PDI was how to use their, their, their software. <laughs> Emo. <laughs> Emo, that's right. And the next class I had, um, what's his name? Fuck. I'll, I'll remember his name after. I, the guy gave me, I got a class from like one of the legends now. The guy that did the horse and spirit. Oh, uh, oh, James Baxter. Yes. James Baxter. James Baxter is teaching me stuff. I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> I, I actually know nothing. I know nothing. I've been animating for five, six years or whatever, but I know nothing. Mm. And I just, just, just turn into a sponge. And just, yeah, yeah. And just learn and just learn and just learn. And, 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 and that mentality over there is like, everybody's open. Everybody talks about it. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. So what did you feel that improved the most when, when you were there, just absorbing those superpowers from all those animators that, that, that were there? It's, it's like, you know what? It's like playing a game of pool, right? You, you play a game of pool with somebody who doesn't know anything. You're not going to get any better. You play a game of pool with people that are like, like superstars. They're going to teach you cool shit. And you're going to get better. Like it's impossible. You don't get better. That's a random analogy. Why pool? I, I it's all about angles. Like, are you, are you, did you recently join a tournament? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, whatever you want. That is a you very specific. I'm a dude. Full points. I just, the full points for a random. That was awesome. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, how, long, how long did you stay at PDI? You know, total. Four or five years? For five oh, yeah. years. I it was more than that. And you can look back and remember oh, like the first few shot that you showed in dailies and by the end, oh, boy. what you were oh, showing dude, in dailies. I and still kinda... have, I still have <laughs> Here we go. paper. Because the, the production used to print us and we used to go to dailies. They used to print us all the shots and mm. what yours is. Highlight you. All the shots were, were black. Yours was green. And I still have my final instructor. Ah, uh, that's fine. <laughs> Your first final. Final. And it was the last shot of the film. Oh, really? So oh, I I did the last shot of the movie when they're all dancing there and you they jump. Mm -hmm. And I did the last shot of the, the, the epilogue, whatever you call it, when um, oh, yeah. Monkey and his crash. babies and, and, and the dragon blows a heart to the camera. Nice. Like awesome. My first movie, dude, I was 
2000 heaven. Oh, for sure. And, and right after PDI, did you came back to Montreal or that's when you, uh, you went to ILM? I was in Montreal for two months, I think. Then two I months? Back. Then, I, then I, they called me to ILM for Transformers too. <laughs> I came back. Hey, everybody. Bye, everybody. They went yeah, back yeah, to <laughs> Well, because it's funny that you even came back because usually people, once they're down there, they just get they just get sucked into that sort of swirling pool of yeah. like uh, people yeah, just jumping from I, one company to the next. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I always come back to Montreal and it's a family thing. Mm. I, I don't know if it, I was raised in a Lebanese family where everyone loves each other and everybody cares for each other or whatever. Like my cousins are like People love each other in Lebanese? I didn't know that. Yes. Like, Lebanese yeah, people love each other? Believe it. No. <laughs> The news is not telling you everything. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't mean it like I didn't mean it like that. I just thought it was no, no, funny. No, no. <laughs> no, we care about each other. Um, so I always, I always needed to come back. Like, I, I think we it's can a get, Quebec we can get into that. I think later. it's a Quebec thing. You're like, because you're from Quebec. No. Of, of, oh, come on. If, I, I take a look. I all the people I tend to spend time with these days are all people. Take a look at David. Same boat. He was down in Drumworks for a really long time. Now he's back. Uh, Marco. Now he's back. I mean, there's a couple people that have not really it's, managed to come back, but I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I know Fred, for me, I know, Fred, I know how, Fred. I know how I feel. I yeah. had to come back because I want to be yeah, with yeah. my dad. I want to be with my mom. Yeah. I want to be with my yeah, yeah, for sure. My wife's parents now, you know, and yeah. my kids are here. I just, I think I'm just drawing a parallel. I think, I feel like people who grew up here, there's a really strong, regardless of what, what nationality or ethnic background you might have, it's a very strong sort of family values here in Quebec that it seems to be like, no, like I'm going to go back and now that I can, now that I've established career, I want to be around my family again. I don't know. It just seems yeah. like it could be a trend. Or maybe, maybe it's an age thing. It could be. Yeah, as we sure. get older, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, I mean, I, I know, I think we all feel the same way. Where as you get older, your priorities shift. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we you all know, have kids too, so there's that yeah. too. There's there's being yeah. being near your kids. I think one of the main difference in Quebec is that we're super fortunate that in Montreal we have such a big industry in CG, so it, it's much more easier for us to yeah. come back for family reason and still work in this industry compared to like what ninety percent of other cities that don't have the, the same. The yeah, same industry. now we're very 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 lucky and very fortunate for sure. Yeah, if if no, the industry no. wasn't here, I might have not been able to come back. You know, because I still need to work. I still need to make money. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, oh, it's something that I, I could myself have never predicted because I remember when I, I was in school, we did a visit at, at Ubisoft that was by far the biggest <laughs> studio in Montreal. And that was oh, 250 yeah. people. And that was one of the 12 studio. And that's it. You get out of school, you send your that's showreel you to yeah. 12 <laughs> studio <laughs> and you wait. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's all I, was, to it. I was employee number 50 at Ubisoft. 50. <laughs> Just like they 50. had just built the place and they showed their hiring. People. It's it's funny because we had Jeff Melowayne uh, on a while back and he was like he was apparently oh, yeah. like artist number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. pretty crazy. Jeff was there before me. Like, that yeah, that's it. Was part of the furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Part of the furniture. <laughs> it's true. It's, well, he kind of looks like a, sh a chair. Actually, it's now that you say that. That's weird. <laughs> never, I never noticed that. Before. Not a man. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so it's funny that like there was this calling to come back. But yet you, but within three months, you were like, you got this offer that you obviously couldn't refuse because, um, you know, working on, because this was, this was Transformers 2, right? That you would have been going yeah. back for? Yeah. yeah. And I know, I remember you being quite a big fan of the first one. So you getting a chance I to did. jump on I, that would have been. I had, huge. I had all the Autobot toys when I was a kid. Like I was at the right page for that show. You know, when it started happening on like, what was it? In 1984, yeah. I was eight. Yeah. And oh Yeah. I had all the Autobots. My cousin oh, yeah. Danny had all the Decepticons. Like we had a oh. deal. Like 
my birthday, awesome. Christmas, great idea. I get all the autobots, you get all the Decepticons, and we take crates over each other's houses. Oh, yeah. And, and it just have epic battles. Oh, that's so good. So I had a lot of them, too. I gave forward, all of them away. Dude, I gave all of them to my little cousin. He broke everything. I know. One, I uh... Except one, and, and it's Jetfire. I still have it. Jetfire. Was that the big one that was like a Robotech one that could be like, uh, it was like, it was, like, it was made out of metal. Yeah. It was yeah, made of Robotech. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice one. That's one of the best ones. Awesome. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So what do you, the, the, we often have questions. We do some of those uh, Q&A. On yeah, the I mean, on the side, there's people asking questions on the side. We, we, we'll get to that. Yeah, that's fine. We're actually yeah. waiting. The, the last half hour, we're going to go yeah. in chat and we'll pick them. Uh, okay. uh, also, it'll be uh, easier to uh, organize. But, but some of the questions that we have often are from, you know, more junior, mid-level, senior that are asking, you know, how, uh, you know, what it needs to be a lead, what it needs to be a uh, supervisor and all that. What and do you, they need you, to you, do to get to that? Yes, exactly. And, you know, based on your experience, I mean, after just a couple of years, you were a supervisor and then came back to an animator and then were a supervisor again. So we kind of did uh, this. Yeah. But what would you attribute your success to in being, you know, uh, uh, promoted to a supervisor uh, uh, position uh, su yeah, super yeah, early, and then now obviously at being at the one of the yeah, don't forget, director of one of the biggest French rides. But it took me seven years to get to PDI DreamWorks. Mm -hmm. I did a bunch of stuff before that. Today it's not the same because today you have studios all, all over Montreal or Vancouver yeah. or whatever, so there's more opportunity and people can come yeah. faster. Yeah, um, but honestly. I, I strongly believe the trick is you really gotta love what you do. Yeah, there's no, there's no kind of important. If you really love it, if you really love animation, you will slowly succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and listen, it, it, fucking listen. That's the, the other big one. Every a lot of people, I see a lot of people that you know, it's just like me. When I got to PDI, I, was, I thought it was hot shit. Yeah, I was not anywhere near there. Yeah. Nowhere near there. You know, what was that like? A little, hum like a little humbleness and listen to the people around you. And even, and, and you know, yeah, listen to your supervisor, but you can also listen to uh, there's juniors, some yeah, of yeah. my juniors, give me amazing ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why the hell do I'm, I can, I don't have any answers. I don't. I'm curious you know I mean? when, when you, because when you showed up there being like, you know, a small, small fish in a, in a, sorry, big fish in a small pond going into that environment. Um, you know, you talk about it being humbling, but was there like, did you have any hard lessons to sort of like, to equalize or was it immediately obvious? And just by looking around you and you're like, holy shit, like, oh, I'm sorry, immediate obvious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about greatness. Like, so you were oh just humbled everywhere I look, yeah, everywhere I look, oh, this guy animated on Return of the Jedi, the, the newer Return of the Jedi stuff. This guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was on Star Wars. This guy did fucking Little Mermaid. Like, yeah, yeah. who the hell am like, I? Yeah. <laughs> who let me in the door who the hell let me in the door exactly yeah, yeah. interesting <laughs> another cool. topic that we another topic that we uh, often have as question and that that relates to you say so you have to love what you what, what you do and i 100 percent agree but th there's a limit of and we often say that you need to love enough what you're doing to be inspired and motivated but at the same time you cannot be emotionally destroyed if you're criticized mm. by the work mm -hmm. that you're showing so how did you manage this kind of duality in between i need to love what i'm doing but at the same time it's not mine it's whoever is paying me to do it, it it's their product and more. i need to yeah, no. yeah I, I can answer this question emil has no feelings he has no feelings he had them surgically removed <laughs> at EMH. It's, 
it's, it's exact reverse. It's, it's exact the opposite. Exactly. Actually, it hurts every, every time. time. You got to detach yourself from the rock. It hurts every time. And the reason it hurts every time is because you love what you do. Yeah, it's because you care. Yeah. That's why. Because I care. I, yeah. I'm on Transformers 7 and I'm still scrutinizing everything going, mm, that doesn't feel like that character. No, you got a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. It, if you don't love it, yeah. why are you even here? Yeah, and on the topic of love, like I can vouch for this. Um, he left a small part of the history out, out of uh, where where there was a small little little moment where I stole him and a few other people away to Toronto to work on this random television right. show. And I will still remember, like we go over to hang out at his house because all they, it was three of them. They were all living together. It was like a frat house, basically. And I remember going over there just to hang out, and, like play like vids. And Emil would be not hanging out. Like, Where's Emil? And I go up to his room, and he's sitting up there in his room, work on it in his latest. I remember because at the time you were using 3D Studio Max to make these custom rigs. I remember you were doing that. Really, I still have a vivid memory of it. It was oh, a, it was exactly. a duck character. Was that squash the stretch rig exactly? way like, ahead yeah. of its time i remember thinking how are you even doing this and he's like well i've been working on it forever and it was this this is this is what love means i'm not saying you have to be so obsessed that you don't hang out with friends because eventually he came down and you know acted like you know a punk like the rest of us but but there there is there is there was there's a true love and commitment to what you do that you can't stop thinking about it's like you're literally yeah. in love with it it's like there's yeah. it, that, that was a mill mill was 100 always in some part of his brain was always thinking yeah. about I, I'm actually, actually, I'm actually downstairs in one of my bedrooms. Yeah. We, we just were getting here like a couple months ago, but I'm wearing the bedrooms because my wife, so she can do other things and my dog mm -hmm. and whatever. But my desk upstairs has every goddamn statue of any film I've ever worked on. Oh, that's cool. Like I've got like a big Optimus this big. I've got a Megatron. Yeah. yeah. This big, yeah. And I've got Alita and I've got this. And it's just, yeah. I, it looks like a kid's table, but I don't care. I love this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Movies, I think because you're gonna like if you really want to be able to like push the envelope and really kind of excel at something like this, it certainly hurt. It doesn't hurt to be that that enamored with what you do. That's for sure. Yeah. And did you feel that you were at any point on any of those projects too passionate, and you were like, okay, I, hmm. I, I need to chill a little, a little bit here because <laughs> it, it's not too it's not love. helping myself. <laughs> Say that again. I, I missed it. it, it I if there's any project that you felt that you were too passionate about the, the project or the sequence or the yeah. shot or the character and you no had to... No. Never, huh? No Never felt thing. that there was too much love. Okay. No. Interesting. No. Did you... I felt there wasn't enough love sometimes. Oh, yeah. Okay. By on, you? On project. Yeah. Or in just in general. Okay. No, by me. I just didn't want to be on that project or whatever. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's not what I wanted. But I still did my job. I still gave it 100%. I just didn't give it 110%. Right, 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 right. So so with this passion and level of energy, did, did you ever feel burnt out on, on a project? Like oh, giving I too much to a year. project? Dude, I burn out every year. <laughs> every, every year. Okay, so... <laughs> if you guys want, it's a tattoo or every, every year he burns out. No, no, no. Let, let, let's go there. Want, we can talk about the serious stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, mm -hmm. I had anxiety for years. Yeah. Like I was yeah. on fucking pills and everything. Yeah, I remember, uh, I, remember, I remember that. Yeah, I remember one time. It doesn't matter what show it is; doesn't that's irrelevant. No, I was I was supervising on the show, and I was in dailies, and you know I had the animators around me, and all of a sudden I, I was like, "Guys, I, I need to go outside." Like I just told them all, like, "I love you and everything, but we're gonna push dailies at another time. I need to go outside." 
I went outside and I walked around the building, I think like 20 times. I mm. couldn't feel my jaw. Mm. I, my jaw was numb. Well, it's probably because you're mm. clenching your teeth or something, right? All the time. Maybe, you didn't even notice. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. And then, you know, you're pulling like 70, 80, 90 hours a week. Yep. Yep. But, but here's the problem. I don't regret any of it. That's the fucked up part. I don't, don't regret, regret any of what the, so many hours and craziness okay. to get this shit done because right. then you look at the movie, you're like, fuck man, I almost cracked my, my, my body in half on this one, but look at it. We yeah. fucking did that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is and, that something that you um, would expect from, from your team as well when you're, no, uh, no I'm uh, actually very protective of my team. Mm. I don't like it when they go there. That's my problem. It's me with myself. It's not your problem. Mm. I don't know how to set my own limits. You set your own limits or I'm going to help you set limits so you don't become like that. You know, yeah. you're the poster child of what your team shouldn't become. Essentially. Yeah, that's right. Not as I do. No, but you, you know what though? It, and then it's such a complicated subject because yeah, you know, everybody talks about mental health now and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, it's 50% me. And it's fifty percent of the industry we're in that everybody's fucking nuts and it, it's these yeah. crazy deadlines and, and all this money and whatever. It's it's really weird. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. We it, it is a delicate balance because like as as we just discussed, like it, it's important to love what you do, but like just like any love, it's like it can become an obsession, and those obsessions can still draw you know string you out. Like you said, you you went through this, and sometimes you went through hell, but you look back on it like yeah, but like it's some weird part of me that just loved it at the same time because yeah. because you loved what you were doing. But it's yeah. it that that's the that's the tricky part is to try to find that balance because sometimes that could be super super, super destructive because you just get sucked into that oh, yeah. volcano. And, but, and, and here's what I think happens to me. Okay. I care so much about what I'm doing and the people, the animators that I'm supervising that I will take all the heat for them. Yeah. I yeah. need to protect them yeah, from I've all the bullshit that. so they can do their shots yeah. and they'll give me the best they can. I'll just take all the heat. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with that is it's unrealistic. It's, it's, it's unsustainable it's for one person to take that much garbage. Yeah, because yeah. as we all yeah. know, there's, not, there's never a, a lack of supply of, 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 of stupidity and garbage out of production. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, Just, I have seen a switch, though. I have seen a switch in me in the past, I'd say, maybe two or three years, where I actually tell people to F off. Like, <clears> no, we're not doing that anymore. Like, yeah. your schedule doesn't make any sense. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Come you back know? with a realistic schedule, then we can talk. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a very delicate balance, right? Yeah. Obviously, I don't actually say it like that. But no, 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 no. But you're also, it, you, you also have the clout and the position now to be able to be like that, like to be able to push back and be like, but I, we I, could do this, but we will fail. So is that what you want? Like, or, Yeah, and that's what I yeah. do. I, I give them one. I'm like, look, based on my personal experience, yeah, it, this is going to fail. Yeah. If it fails, fucking told yeah. you, man. Yeah, you that's know? it. If it doesn't fail, hey, I learned something even yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? But I'm seeing somebody writing, hey, it's cool, it's cool to, to talk about the, the, the cost on individ individuals. Yeah, and it, it's, but you know what, man? I don't know about you guys. David, I'm sure you're going to agree with this. Brent, I'm sure you're going to agree with this because I've seen it with you, Brent, when we were working on in Toronto, where yeah. what we do is very taxing. It's not just mm -hmm. our industry. Oh, many industries are very taxing. I'm sure farmers are taxed even more than us. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember my way. father, yeah. my father was a VP 
at, at Naya, which is a, a water bottle place. Yep. Man, he was working like stupid hours. That was taxing on him for sure, you know? So I think it, there's just some jobs where it's just crazy. It's just nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's true. Everyone should establish. Everyone should establish their their limit. Their own their pretty, own limits. Yeah, pretty rapidly you're going to realize because I've been able to do a lot of overtime and effort until at some point I was like, oh, okay, that's my limit. This is where I'm starting it's to start breaking. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm physically feeling this anxiety. I'm physically. I had this cold for like two months and I feel that my immune system is, is done and all that. And this is where like, okay, now that's the limit. Now I know what mm. I, ha what I did to reach th this limit. Yeah. So now once I approach it, I'm going to force myself to take a step yeah. back because I, I cannot rely on myself because of the passion. And, you know, we want to try to grow perfectionist and, and all that. Yeah. But I'm going to, you know, I'm Still going to force back. myself to come back uh, uh, earlier. Yeah, I do less. Honestly, hours. I haven't figured that out yet. I haven't figured. I don't out know. Yet. Well, I mean, I I can't speak for you, Emil, but I know because I I want I saw you probably at your lowest at one point, and yeah. and I don't know if you want to get into that, but like, I don't know, really. you don't feel, well, I mean, it was it was it was a dark period for you, and you'd kind of just reached that limit. But I I I did notice. I mean, you might have it all figured out, but I did notice there was a shift in you after that. Like there was something, there was something that I, that I noticed, and maybe maybe I'm just yeah. you know seeing something that isn't there. But but I feel like um, there was a. It's sad that we have to break our our leg, you know, to, before we can really know how how much weight our legs can take, basically. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I remember like, and your your relationship was really suffering because of it, and like everything. I mean, like, it, and it's awesome because eventually you did sort of you you kind of I I'd like to say that you kind of snapped out of it, and it was like a really big wake up call for you. He ended up getting back together with his girlfriend at the time, and now they're married happily and yeah, um yeah. but it, but you did but there was there was there was a negotiation there i think uh, within your train wreck back then you train it was wreck. yeah but i think that with that i think you almost needed to hit that almost for you to realize okay i'm yeah, not yeah, invincible yeah. because i mean the one thing i know yeah, but maybe. like it, i think everyone's catching a little bit of drift people who don't know you so i didn't know how to even address you like the legend the man the whatever it's just you are a bit the nonsense. Of, it's, you're you're in a mill you're in a mill like you're you're like this unique thing that is difficult to describe but you've been like a bit of a wrecking ball right i mean you're the guy who shows up you speak your mind you've always been like that but yeah. you have you have the chops to back it up and you know some people don't like that but the people who matter tend yeah, to really like it because they like honesty they like transparency and so that's you've pretty much branded yourself as that hey, guy you know, you know what dude honestly and you know this more than most brent because i mean you spend so much time, time together i give a shit about people i care yeah, yeah, that's very clear more than the average person like mm -hmm. i will go to the bat for people but if you have an ego if you're full yeah. of shit if, okay. if you have a hidden agenda or whatever, oh my God, I cannot yeah. stand you. Like, yeah. I, I would recommend not working with a male if you have an ego. That would be a bad idea. <laughs> It'd be like two, like two nuclear warheads colliding at the same time. Yeah, but it's just like it, it, it achieves absolutely no, nothing. No, no. Totally. Zero. Yeah. But, and, and I think that definitely, and that, that was just one of the, the high opening moment for me at, at DreamWorks when I got there because I can totally relate to, oh my God, I same thing it took me eight years just to get into the door i felt like i didn't deserve to be there uh, at all and then slowly yeah. my, but i was surrounded that and and you talked about james baxter james baxter was literally in an office like 20 feet from my and at yeah. at some point we're in the same production he's like oh what do you think about my animations like oh my god <laughs> this guy is um... asking me and it it, it, it has nothing to do um... with me it just shows that someone that is a legend 
is still yeah. open to get feedback yeah. from this course. this random fucking guy yeah. that just yeah, arrived right. at, at the studio. If, my, if my he wife. doesn't have ego, no one is allowed to have ego, even no. if you're yeah, good I or not. Totally it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, but it's it's you're supposed to learn from these guys. They've been around. They know what the hell they're talking about. And it's just like, oh my god, you're the most humble guy on the planet. Like I should become like that, not yeah. I'm I'm the center universe and then. I know way, way more people that are in that category than these egomaniacs. Those egomaniacs have a lifespan that that doesn't last very long. They, they, especially if you're in a creative um, you know, leadership, yeah, I don't think yeah, they, it, they just it, don't tend to last. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. they eventually end up getting like uh, betrayed. They have a bit of a Julius Caesar yeah, moment at some point, exactly. I think, in their life. Yeah. 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 yeah be cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. be good around you. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Is it that hard? I'll, I'll, just be good. Emil, also that some some something that you would address in your team that you see that you have one of our, your lead. You need to rely on him. You're in production. I mean, you cannot just tell him to to fuck off. And but you know, he's you know basically you need to say, dude, your attitude is detrimental to the rest of the team right now. How how do you address if there's oh, a, a problem with an ego or it? Yeah, yeah, that's happened many many times. I've witnessed I've this. Yeah, I take him aside or her or whoever, doesn't matter. And I go, dude, what's going on, man? Like, we need to talk. This isn't working. <laughs> and I'm direct with them right away. But I will always, always do it in a caring way. <laughs> Because this, this is a person. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. just an yeah. asshole and that's it. You know, the guy or girl could be, still be very talented, whatever. It, I'll take him aside, never in front of everybody, obviously. <laughs> you know, but I take him aside and like, hey, man, like, the way you're working isn't working let's figure it out together so you can have fun people around you will be happy everybody's happy and that's it but dude i've been in that situation not an ego thing but well, i don't think so anyways but i've been in a situ many situations where they took me aside and they're like no you're, you're being an asshole <laughs> and i'm like you're right like, it's <laughs> i'm gonna work on it I have to well, sometimes I, I think it just maybe sometimes people are maybe a little bit too sensitive too. Like I, 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 I think your style uh, of leadership do, is. Do you want to talk about this fucking mess? Really? <laughs> people, people are too sensitive in general. Like, it, yeah. especially today. Oh my god! I so, so yeah, Emil, did you realize? Did you notice in the last few years, or in the last 10 years, that the level of thick <laughs> skin is reducing? With There is no. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no more skin. There's, there's, there's no, it's yeah. just. There's just bone. I'm going to tell you a little something, okay? And I won't say where it's from or whatever because it's not fair to the school. Mm. I, when I got back to Montreal, I told the school, hey, give me your 10 best, okay? They're 10 best students, and I'm going to put them on Transformers mm. as their first job. David, <laughs> you know how hard it is to get to this. Oh, yeah. Okay? That doesn't like, happen. We have bled. I have lost. I have. I've lost either. I've had kidney stones before I've gotten to this fucking level. You know what I mean? And look, I love the teacher. He's one of my friends. But he comes back to me a couple days later. He goes, Emil, my students have a problem with overtime. And this is where the asshole comes out. I told him, dude, tell your students they don't get to work on Transformers. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I don't do this shit, man. Because everybody that I know that's ever made it to a level and, and some kick-ass shit had 
to earn their stripes. Yeah, it ain't this is all on your lap, dude. You're not going to get everything on your lap. You have to earn that stuff. And yeah, it's good it's for you to earn it. You know, I think it, I it think it's, it's, it, you're, you're describing a very interesting intersection. We deal with this a lot on this, on, on this channel. A lot of people I'm are sure. often bringing up things like overtime and, and it's like what David and I usually end up saying is like, look, like if you're asked to do overtime to the point where you're like literally going to collapse and it's not sustainable, then that's obviously unrealistic. But, yeah. but if you are going into this industry thinking you're never going to do overtime, then you are literally, you're, it's, it's a pipe dream. It's just, it's just you not know, how production works. You know, you know what it is, but it's not just that it's accountants, complete opposite of what we do. Okay. <clears throat> accountants. When it's tax time, they do overtime. Yeah, yeah. That's you know? it. The ones yeah. that make more than $40,000 a year, well, yeah. they, they, they earned getting there. I'm not yeah. saying you have to do overtime. No, well, that's no, no. What, I'm what no. I'm saying is if I offer you Transformers, yeah, yeah, yeah. First gig ever. Yeah. Like my first gig, I told you guys now at the beginning, was a 2D barrel. I went, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all day. That was my job. <laughs> Sounds really exciting. For, I, don't, I don't know. If, yeah, yeah. For me, it was exciting. Yeah. Did you get to do the sound effects yeah. for that too? Because that that was great. I, that was good. Anyway, yeah, it was good. Man. So and it, I'm no, offering we, you. I'm offering a person out of school. Yeah. You're most probably gonna animate Optimus Prime and Bumblebee and all this stuff, and you turn around and tell me, eh, I don't know about overtime. <laughs> get out of here, man. This yeah. is unacceptable. You cannot so, talk to a company like that. Yeah. So I have a very interesting question for for, for you, Dan, uh, Emil, that, that we had recently. What do you think about requested unpaid overtime? Unacceptable. If somebody tells you you have to do unpaid overtime, you don't go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you, you go. They have to pay you for everything. They have to. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm in a different bracket or call it whatever. Because I'm a supervisor, I don't get paid yeah. overtime. Okay? Which yeah. is fine. I'm okay with that. You know? Yeah. But as an artist that is required is asked hey stay till after 6 p.m or 10 p.m or whatever no no they have they, they have to pay payroll yeah 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 i agree yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think, I think it's at the end of the day too, when you're going into a new job, if you're brand out of brand new out of school, you have to weigh the pluses and minuses here. It's like that something, an opportunity like that is a gift that will literally have the opportunity of, <laughs> I hate to use the pun, but transform quite literally overnight <laughs> your career. You will be able to just kickstart it in a way. And it just, you'll be oh kind of like, you got, you got to, you don't stare a gift horse in the face. Um, but like, but at the same time, don't end up being a doormat. You know, like, you know, there's a balance here like be yeah. you got to be willing to put in the extra time and, and effort um especially to prove yourself at the beginning but that doesn't mean you have to do it for free like i mean there oh needs God. to be some Dude, like it's the amount of overtime that i've put in oh yeah like in my i can career, only imagine it must be completely mental like it must be some obscene number yeah you know but don't don't even calculate it you're just going to depress yourself yeah yeah, yeah. i was just going to go throw myself in the lake and just drop but, <laughs> uh, that's so many but i look back and i'm like those some of those times were fun yeah 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 we were we That's were it. working till You're one right. o'clock in the morning yeah. learning oh, like, tons I, I don't know what it was I, I don't remember maybe i did that on shrek maybe i did that on uh, transformers or whatever no i did not Transformers for sure and, and the, the halo 3 stuff for example like i was at my desk supervising people all over the world we were all remote okay and i was animating master chief while i'm talking with the the the, the director of cinematics at Bungie, and we're having fun, whatever. It's like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. We're having a whiskey or whatever. And those are some of the greatest times of my career. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And they were in overtime. Yeah. Well, sense. cause you were in the trenches with people that you were like, you know, respected and you were, you were learning with, and there's something yeah, kind of yeah. very bonding about that kind of stuff. Of course. <laughs> You're being video yeah. bombed. Yeah. But right. one of the things that were, that, that were, when the, uh, when those animators were asking the question about overtime, so it's like, be, you know, you are the best judge of what you mm. are uh, able to to provide, and it's not yeah. because there's a peer pressure. And in a situation of mm. unpaid overtime, okay, you don't have to do it, but everyone else is going to do it. Well, if you mm. accept to do it, it, it it's kind of on you. So just don't. Yeah. And, and that's what that's one of kind of yeah, yeah. not not bothers yeah. me, but what, what you mentioned that okay, your top ten animators, and if they came mm. back and say, well, they don't really like like all 10 of them or like the two more influential and others are like, oh, yeah, we don't want to Yeah, but David, the problem for me mm -hmm. is that maybe I took it personally. There's a part of me took it personally for sure because, yeah. hey, I am offering you transformers yeah. right out of the gate. And you're getting them. Yeah. And you go, eh. It's not that they said we don't like overtime. It's the fact that they went, instead of like oh my god let's talk yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i would have probably said okay you, so what's wrong that, with you so those that don't want to do overtime unfortunately it's not the kind of show for them so you but if there's others that are really good and they are open for the opportunity then we'll be welcome to yeah but to you know what, that, that, screw that, them all guilty through association just kidding <laughs> exactly. no no for me it's like when i'm told they don't want to do that it was like, generally okay, well, all of them hey mm. don't get to work on transformers mm, mm, mm. yeah i don't have to, you have to understand there's a flip side to it i don't have time for that no like, no no like I, my schedule I, is so mental <laughs> like i'm in meetings from 8 a.m to 6 p.m all day every day all day every day and that's what i do all the time like sorry not not, not weekends yet okay but for me to go out of my way and say, hey guys, mm. I really want to get you give me your 10 best. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, I think we just live what? part of it is also we live we live in like a, a very interesting time where there's like, you know, they they people feel like they have lots of options. But I know that there's so many, so many people just coming out of school that are just they would literally just jump in front of a bus of to get that job because of they course. are so desperate to like kind of you know get going. I, I would have probably, if, if, if somebody told me when I, when I first started my career in, in 96 or whatever, if somebody told me, you'll get to work on whatever film, it doesn't have to be Transformers, like a fucking kick ass film, huge, like mm -hmm. Avenger, let's say, okay? Mm -hmm. If they told me that, but you have to throw yourself in front of a bus that's going 40 kilometers an hour. Yeah. I would have debated it. <laughs> I like the but specifics I think, on 40 uh, kilometers. I would have I actually debated it. this. Can I survive Amazing. that? Yeah, then I get yeah. the job. Just for, do the math. Do the math. I think it's still difficult for us to maybe sometime put ourselves in a Again, we, we got out of school. There was 12 studios and there was no big project in Montreal. Like the dinosaur that you mentioned was probably one of the coolest, most biggest project that, that we had in Montreal. Probably. Nowadays, kids there's get out lot. of school and there's yeah. a lot of options. There's a lot That's of big it. studios working on a big franchise yeah. that are all looking for resources. So at yeah. some point, it's the market, it's offer mm. and, and demand. And it's such a different landscape than what yeah. we 
So, so I completely agree yeah. that for us, it was like, oh my God, that, that it feels that like today it's not special for them because of Montreal, it's because not. of the industry, well, because of the demand. It's no longer. It, it's not special it's not. anymore. To yeah, it's almost expected. Yeah, uh, oh, if I'm good enough, I'm going to right away go on those, on those uh, productions. Yeah. So it's difficult yeah. sometimes for us to, to yeah. relate. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's what I was trying to get at with like, we live in that era where it's like, that's in, in even in much, especially in Montreal, we're literally surrounded by so many studios with so many things going on. Like, who knows? Maybe they even, companies are so desperate. They might've had other pretty big offers on the table for all we know. But like, I agree that Transformers is a pretty big, pretty big deal. And I think more importantly, what, what ended up happening there is if they clearly lacked a very critical negotiation skill, because it's like, if you're, even if you got a couple, a couple of really good offers on the table, it like you should listen to all of them and seriously consider all of them and never too early be doing meh at anything. Right. Because you never really know. I think that's really you kind know, of what it boils down to is maybe some bad coaching on their side. I, I don't know, man. Uh, very honestly for me, it's just like, how, how did the hell did you say no to that? Are, are you mm. crazy? That's what happened in my head. That's exactly mm. what happened in my head for, for lack of better terms. And Hey man, I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. But yeah. for me, it's like, Oh my God. All right, you're lost, bro. Yeah. Emil, I'm curious, are, are you interviewing animators yourself nowadays? Whenever I have time, yes. When you have time? I, that, no that's another question. That's another question that we have very often. Any advice, especially for those that are getting out of school, like, oh my God, I'm going to have this interview. Do you guys have any advice of, you know, what should I say? What should I not say? What is it? You have any, Wait, are we talking about the demo reel material or are we talking about their negotiation skills? Mm. No, not the negotiations. So basically going in an in interview or, you know, a live meeting like, like that, how to, you know, mm. what to say, what not to say, how to behave in general. Let's assume that there's a decent show reel for a good uh, student or junior uh, yeah. animator. It's, okay. I'll tell you what I did. I, I brushed up on the company itself. I brushed up on... What has this company done? What mm -hmm. do I like about what they've done? All that stuff. Okay. That's number one. Number two, be a good person. You know, don't, don't be like this guy swearing. He's like, don't, don't do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. We should have had a, a language warning and not safe for work language warning <laughs> before the stream started. Warning. I forgot. Sorry, so everybody. Adversary, like they had that's the, right. The, that's right. Explicit so, lyrics you know found within. I know that every time. I've got a job. It's because mm. I was passionate about it, you mm. know, and, and, and the correct recruiters will see that, mm. um, you know, your demo reel is 50% of it. Your demo, what you can do is 50% of the job. The rest is the person because that's the person they're going to work with. Are you hard to work with? Are you, do you have an ego? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I don't want, I, as a supervisor or director, whatever you call it, on my team, I do not hire people like that. Would because you have hired the younger problems? Would you have hired the younger version of yourself? Oh my God, no! <laughs> <laughs> I would have punched him uh, in the mouth and told him to go back home. <laughs> Get out of here! I, I, you know what? You know what? I remember my first interview at Ubisoft, and the lady oh that that. that that hired me or her name was Sabine. She was like in mm -hmm. second in command. There. What a fool. She had and no idea what she was doing. No, she saw that I loved what yeah. the hell I was doing. Yeah, and yeah. I guess she, she was 
you know, a good 50 years older than me. And she saw that I was raised properly, that I actually cared and all that stuff. I'm sure she saw all this stuff and that's why she hired me. Because my yeah. demo reel was garbage. My demo reel back then was utter garbage. Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just ask this now. Uh, David and I have been planning a roast for animators have been around for a really long time. So, and a ro we, I want everyone to bring their old demo reels to the table and we just roast each other for like a good couple hours. Mine are, are you mine in? Are you in? Mine doesn't exist anymore. I burned it. Oh, you burned it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you found, you, you tracked down all the internet servers I that might have been on and burned the them to the ground. I threw the VHS and the beta into your fire. That's amazing. So that nobody could ever see nobody that again. Nobody will ever know. Oh, man. So I guess that's a big no to that question, huh? You bastard. Okay, well, I just had to build that time machine that I was working on. Uh, we're actually at past four. I think we want to leave a little because we had a lot of questions in chat. Yeah, let's um, go there. So I think we should probably do that. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So while this is working email, Brent is going to scan through the question is going to bring some that are going to appear on the lower part of the, uh, the, the screen. And okay. I was looking at the right there. Okay, cool. Oh, here's a fun one. Here's a, here's a good one. So yeah, if you have a question for the force of nature, that is our friend here, please do post it, put a Q colon after it so we can uh, quickly point uh, pick it out. Here's the first one from um, earlier in the stream from Arthur Casotti. Uh, Castotti, sorry if I'm butchering your name. Question: Which is uh, Emil's Castotti? Which is Emil's favorite game and animated movie? That's a good one. Animated movie, Bambi. Yeah, okay, that's Bambi. your top like, one. Bambi's up here, and everything else is this one. Oh yeah, this God, is done. So good. Okay, um, favorite game. That's favorite hard. Game? That's a tough one. Yeah, it's it's a it's a toss up between Super Metroid. Oh, good one. That's a good one. Uh, and Destiny. Oh, really? Really? Destiny? I didn't know that. Oh, man. I didn't yeah. know I had such a close place in your heart. That is a pretty good one. I do like Destiny. Yeah, they really nailed a, a lot of really good things. Yeah. 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 I did like for in my like the first time I ever did like raids and all that stuff like that. Nerdy yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. I did that on Destiny. And I couldn't nice. Crazy. That's yeah. awesome. And you probably know you you would have known probably a number of the people working on it as well. I would oh yeah, yeah. This is, they, all, yeah. they all told me, "No, you gotta, you gotta put it on it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got roped in. Okay, yeah. good one. I played um, with them. Um, here's another. Oh, this one's for Christine. She's I don't know if she's still watching, but she was earlier. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. She tricked me. She tricked me into putting that. She tricked me. See, I was it was right after I was saying how everyone from Quebec they all come back, but I think she's yeah she's just. <laughs> okay, hold on. Here, here. Here's one from from Scott. Do you believe juniors, sorry, juniors should go uh, should do ghost hours and sleep over at Absolutely the studio not. to get ahead? No, 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 no. Do you, you you know what I think juniors should do? Do what I did. You want to work on your own shit at home? Do it. That's yeah. for you. That's you yeah. learn a lot for you. Absolutely. Doing ghost hours at the office is idiotic. Mm. Don't mm. do it. Don't do it. You. you I, I know why they think they want to do ghost hours. They want to do better. They don't lose their job and they, they get better shots and blah, blah, blah. No, the studio should pay you for that. Can, can we just take a second for those who don't know what ghost hours, um, what, what that concept means and just describe what ghost okay. hours is? Who wants to take that? You're, you're asking me? Yeah, sure. Oh, ghost hours is a junior animator. Uh, you work from nine to six or whatever. A junior animator will stay 
till, I don't know, 8, 9, 10 p.m. and keep working on a shot or her shot without getting paid for it by choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, ghost hours I, meaning I you're you 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 were there doing the work, play. but you don't bill it. Yeah, yeah, you're choosing to stay there, and it's not overtime time yet. It's you're just choosing to be there. Yeah, I I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I'm glad this question came up because I mean, like because, Mills, go ahead. Sorry, it skews oh. the numbers as well. This it does. It's I totally agree because with that. You're, you're telling was, production was, that this was fine. The scope was okay. That the schedule worked because it magically worked because all these yeah, freaking. Because, you know, magic, all these magic extra production. hours you're putting in are not in the schedule. Therefore, yeah. they think that they give you five yeah. days to do the shot, but it actually took you 10 days of mm. ghost hours. Yeah. They're going to schedule it five days. And the next film that gets done, they're going to say, oh, well, the last time they did it for five days. Totally. Exactly. And, and you know what? You can't even blame them at that point because they're just using the metrics based because, yeah. you know, I, I, I can't speak for all producers, but I know many producers aren't there in those wee hours of the morning. Some are the ones who really care, but um, they're not even there to witness you doing those hours. So it's really important that uh, at least there's a conversation there at some point. And I think it's, I'm, I'm glad this came up because I don't want people to get the wrong idea with what Emil was saying. I think what Emil was talking about when he, when he, when he, when he, when he, when he kind of just was like, okay, well then you don't get to work on Transformers basically it was like there wasn't even a conversation it's like there was yeah, rather than coming in and being like exactly. can't like okay so you know, i'm really interested in working on this movie because obviously that would be really amazing to work on a movie that big but i have questions um, but i've got or, questions like is, is overtime paid and like like have like let it turn into a negotiation rather than just being like yep yeah, nope because uh yeah because i think that's that's the main never, issue there yeah yeah i've never seen a production that didn't do overtime never seen it in 25 years so. no me neither it just doesn't it just doesn't happen I mean, even, even studios that say that they don't do it, they kind of still do. Because you know what the funny thing is, is I've actually worked at a lot of studios that are like you. A lot of the supervisors do the overtime and they protect the team, but that still means overtime is being done, basically. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's not fair that the supervisors sponge all that up to protect their team. Okay, I'm scrolling down here looking for more questions. Um, here's another one from Scott. I'll come, I think there's some more down below there. If someone you had a conversation with still doesn't improve right away, have they ever been able to redeem themselves for you and how? Yeah, if they're nice. Oh yeah, if they're nice. Uh, so in other words, are they worth, are, are they a good hey, human what, basically? I, yeah, if if you're a good person, it's gonna be fine. That's all. Like, yeah. I, I know that from that question, it seems like I'm a fucking tyrant or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. They're I'm banished not. from for all <laughs> all things. Not even allowed in the but building I, that a mills in. What what I'm uh, for van animator. I have the, the discussion with the person. If they're open, we'll work on it together. I'm not asking them to switch overnight. That's not that easy. But we work on it together, you know? But yeah. if, 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 if it's like, I have yeah. a conversation with them, and we have a, a, you know, a conversation, not I'm telling them to do. They have a conversation. And then they turn around and keep doing it. Mm. And I have a second conversation. It's like, dude, I thought we talked about this. You know, yeah. what's going on, man? Like, uh, you can balance things off. It's cool. But if they keep going, I, I want to say I take them off the team. Hmm. it's like they don't express any interest in actually trying to get better basically exactly because they don't yeah. exactly that's not cool so Emil, what behavior would you say a good person would showcase in the work environment help others be open to being helped listen mm. give opinions too i'm not saying you have to just sit there and listen mm. it's it's just that and you know my teams know that Emil swears a lot he, he is not no, very PC. That's not he, true. I'm not very politically correct, that stuff. But they know that I mean well. Mm -hmm. And I'm not perfect. 
yeah. you know? So they, we all laugh. That's fine. You know, I prefer, I, I prefer, I prefer the transparency over all the things. So that's why I've always appreciated yeah, it. So. I, I prefer that too. I, I like when people are honest with me and if they don't like something I do, I'd rather them tell me mm. than beat around the bush and then say it behind my back or yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, just tell me straight up, you know, yeah. I don't appreciate that. Hey, cool. I appreciate <clears> you telling me. I, I, I like the suggestion there too, to help other people. I think that one thing that I notice as a supervisor all the time is if I noticed someone on the team constantly taking time out of their day to help make the other people, like people around them's lives easier, you know, helping Amazing. them technically with something. This honestly is worth its weight in gold because essentially what yeah. you become to production is a force multiplier and everybody likes to see force multipliers. And it, even if you're not the fastest person on the team, you like that what you're bringing to the team is worth way more than you just making your quota every week because yeah. you're now maybe, maybe even if you're, you're helping them make quota, their quotas. Yeah. You're making, you're helping five other people make their quota or maybe in some cases even better. For me, this is worth honestly way more than some hotshot yeah, animator yeah. I stick in, in a quota. That, that is leadership qualities. It is. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. It, it absolutely it's literally is. one of the, that, that's one of the questions that we had. Oh, how, how, what should I do to become a, a lead? And, you know, it was along the line of, well, first, don't go ask for it. Just act as one. And yeah. what is acting as a leader? Help others. Support. Help others Help to yeah. become better. Yeah. And it will be recognized like, oh, my God, he's a force multiplier. He's helping mm -hmm. others. He's providing support. Let's, let's just see if he can do it officially in a role that will be exactly. you know, recognized. And all that. Yeah. The analogy yeah. I always use is a video game one. And if anyone plays like a MOBA game, like League of Legends or Dota 2, uh, Dota 2 is, um, people know, is my uh, my poison of choice. Um, what is that? You know, there are, po Dota, Defense of the Defense of the Ancients. It's like uh, the old school uh, mod for it's Warcraft 3. Game, it's, it's a, a super, super nerd game. game. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. Absolutely, I accept that. The, um, the, the um, well, I mean, look, I'm wearing a shirt that says matte black everything. I mean, like, I mean, can you get more nerd than that? No, definitely not. So... <laughs> The, <laughs> the the so in a game like this you have like oh, what's the, he sisters doing? Of the sisters oh. of mercy you're way cooler than me as usual <laughs> so the 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 if you're going to play a game like that that's highly competitive and you're not the best player on the team the suggestion is play a support role be the person who stands mm. back and heals people and like does what they can to give utility to the team and let the superstars shine even brighter and that's like i mean that's just like, it's, that's just that's like a good team in general. Like Welcome hockey to team player. Exactly. To team. Is be, oh, it's not about you. It's about the, the team as a whole and find yeah. a way of maybe yeah. gelling and supporting it in some other way other than yeah. just delivering, putting the puck in the goal yourself. You could just as easily help, um, you know, make someone else, make it easier for someone else to put the puck in the goal. Okay. Yeah. So away from uh, video game and sport analogies and on to a question from our very own Daryl Purdy, incognito behind his... Um, his T underscore oh, paper Andrew, hey, buddy. He'd ask him right behind this one. Yeah, he was in there going, "Hey, man, I really, really like." He he was he was reminiscing about the uh, the Halo days, I think, saying that he he misses yeah. those days. Do you yeah. feel our passion for our craft opens the door for companies to exploit us into working too much overtime? Absolutely, absolutely. But the problem yeah. is, as a company, mm. it's part of their. <laughs> Job plan, to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. And it's a, you know. Yeah. And it's, and not, it, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big question because yeah. I choose to get exploited. That's the problem. It's actually yeah. our choice 
that we're letting them exploit us, it's our fault. Yeah, because I don't of think course that. they're going to put it. It's a business. Exactly. And, I, and don't get me wrong. When I said business plan, I'm not trying to say that there are companies out there that are literally trying to, even though I'm sure there are, but I think on, in general, they're not trying to prey on this. It's like, it, may, it would make sense that they would want a bunch of artists that love what they do so much. They're going to come and bring that love and passion to of the course. job. And it's just, unfortunately, the collateral damage that comes with that is sometimes people burn themselves because they put too much time and too much energy into it. And yeah. they find themselves doing overtime. It's a slippery and, and slope. And you end up doing what I sure. did and you end up on fucking pills and shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, but we're gonna make cheap t-shirts. Don't be in a mill. Don't be in a mill. Don't be don't be in a mill. Um I have oh, another Jesus. one from, from Christine here. She's she's quite prolific today in the chat. What if you um have a very talented animator who can't do overtime? I'm thinking of single moms, for instance. I, I Are they disregarded? Saw that one past five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, with it's me, good question. With me. I will protect that person before anyone else. Mm. That person cannot do overtime because they have a kid. I'm like, you go home, take care of your kid. Did you get, okay? did you, did you everybody you else that? as a team will cover you. Did you think that you got, did you always get this or was this after you, you had kids yourself? I like another question. Like you were always like this. Okay. Cause that sometimes people just mother. flip at that point. No, my mom. Yeah. My mom gave me and my sister everything. She mm -hmm. broke her back to make us happy. And I yeah. saw what that is. So I think that's what I have in me. That's why I think that's why I try to protect everybody. And I, I, I fucking, I take all the heat and I break my back and everything. So because you in that from your particular mom. instance, the, 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 a single mom or whatever, I would protect her to mm -hmm. no end. Uh, a guy or a girl that has, I don't know, some family issue or whatever. Hey Amen. Your life comes first. We're making movies here. We're not making anything mm -hmm. useful. Our job is to delay people's problems for two hours. That's my job. That's all I do. <laughs> that, that, I think that one, passed, that one passed over Brent's head a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's just looking at me like, what the hell are you saying? It, I, it's, it's a stupid analogy that I do about our job. We make movies, right? What do you do? You entertain people. We also, we put people at the theater and we delay their problems for two hours. That's all we do. It's true. It's, it's, it's pretty on the nose. I just never heard it described quite like that before. We're a problem so, delayers, basically. We're problem Smoke delayers. screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's so, so many great t-shirts that are in the uh, making. Just, they're being generated yeah, every yeah, yeah. second here. Um, I, this, this, is a, this is a really good question. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, single moms... And I, and I know, I, I mean, or not even just single moms, just, just moms in general that want to, because I mean, we all know that like moms, they, they take on a lot of the family responsibilities. I think it's, you know, yeah. not all the time, but like, I feel like it's part of their programming. It's just, they, they're like Christine, she's I always, think it is. she's breaking her back every two seconds just to make yeah. sure that everyone's got what they need. And then, but at the same time, still trying to stay a part of this industry that they love this is not easy i've seen it with my own eyes no and it, no it, it, it'd be easier though like it, well, there, there is some flexibility for sure for, for, the flexibility that's come from hybrid working um is yeah. is is a really really huge 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 win for moms yeah. i think because yeah. it uh, does allow for what was otherwise like pretty much yeah, an impossible thing can you now what, be though, potentially man? possible it's this stuff is really weird because again i you, 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 you go with the examples you've had in your life, right? When I was younger, my parents got divorced when I was eight, okay? My mom had like three jobs. Now I look back and like, oh my God. Like, how did she even, that? yeah. How did she even, amazing. 
Yeah, but it's like she had three jobs. She would cook for us. She would do, do the dishes. Yeah. She, would do, she would do everything mm-hmm. because she wanted us to wear studies and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, how the fuck is that even physically possible? I don't, I don't know. I don't and I mean, and to, to your point, though, about it being easier, it is in some ways, and it's actually not in other ways. Because, I mean, I again, I, I, I mean, I see this with my own eyes. Christine is it's because she's at home, right? And because she's at home, she can't stop thinking about all the things that need to get done at home. So she finds it even more difficult to find a way of separating out the the work from the actual, like the, 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 the being a mom part and doing the being an animator part. That's not easy yeah. for people to yeah. do. So well, it's I like, think, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. I think one of the yeah. improvement in the last few years is the attempts. There's more and more studio that will, especially working in remote, will accept part-time uh, work, 20, 25, 30 uh, hours uh, a week. I mean, when, when we, a couple of years back, just 10 years back, e- even just applying, oh, can I work part-time? Mo- like most studio would say, what are you talking about? Like it's mm. for the hours and then plus overtime, but with remote work and just a way that, you know, recruiting is adjusting. Uh, I feel that there's much more flexibility to kind of play with this amount of hours that can. So yeah, it might not be sustainable for 40 hours, even if you're at home, but maybe 25 is sustainable. And yeah, that's something, you know, you know what, David, another thing is for me, like, you know, if, if I see a demo reel, I'm like, man, this is awesome. Okay. I interview them and they're an awesome person. If they tell me, Emil, I really can't do more than 25 hours because I'm a mom. I'd be like, you're fucking hired. I don't care. That's fine. I know it's going to help you. I know you're awesome. So you can kick ass. You're just not going to give me 50 hours or whatever a week. You're going to give me 25. I'll take it. You're awesome. Why wouldn't I take it? Yeah. And I'll fight, I'll fight management for it. You know? Yep. Yeah, it's it, it's it's changing. It's adapting, I think, in a good in a good way for for that. I got a juicy one here. This is great. I like this one a lot. Is it better to move to a more challenging project that might result in more you know over over hours or more more overtime, um, and 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 self doubt? I guess because it'd be a more challenging project to be out of their comfort zone, or to stay at a current project and do training on its own after uh, training on its own after hours. What's your opinion, gentlemen? I, I, I do. I go right. Me personally, I go right away to the more challenging project. Yeah, yeah I, I, same for I, me. I, me Trial by fire. Just put yeah. yourself in there, and you're going to and, learn and, twice as fast if you're. But, in but the, yeah, the the thing that should be bold in this question is the the parentheses where it says and self doubt. Self doubt. Yeah. Self doubt is how you get better. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I. Every shot I've ever mm-hmm. done that was complicated, I was like, am I even going to get to the end of the shot? Like, can mm-hmm. I even do this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, it's, it's hell trying to get through. So you get through, you yep. get that much better. Oh, you do yep. another big shot, that much better. Another big yep. shot, that much better. If you don't, if you don't push the envelope, you're just going yeah. to flatline. Yeah, okay. and, and I, I, would, I would double down and, and agree with that and, and say that um, the self-doubt is always going to be there. We talk about it a lot on the stream. We t- you know, we've, we've mentioned it as, as the imposter syndrome. There's a lot of different, different ways of describing this feeling, but everybody has it. Um, and I think animators and artists in general have a lot of it because our jobs have so much to do with our own personal opinions that we're putting into our work. So it's like, it's, it's re, it's not like we work at a bank and we're just like, can we do, can we get the math right? I'm not trying to oversimplify that yeah, job because yeah. obviously. Putting is a whole there all the time every shot. 
yeah. it's but we're, they're not pouring their own personality into that where we are every single yeah. second and we need to do that otherwise we just probably won't be very successful and i guarantee you won't be as engaged if you're not doing that so you're the self-doubt thing's not going to go anyway but the only thing that's the only antidote that i know that helps address it in some way is by putting yourself in that situation and achieving it if you're going to go and be like no i'm, I'm always going to be too scared to do that i'm too and just go and learn like learning is great but like it's not the same as what emil's suggesting you're going to learn a crap ton but you're also going to get that acknowledgement you're going to get the validation because you actually did it like a mill at the end of when he finished trek two and he's like there's my name in the credits i actually did that no one can deny that i did it i need to he needed to soak that up and probably let let himself bask in that glory to feel like okay but, but some, you some know validation. what though, brent it wasn't even about other people it was validation for myself yeah no i know that's what i'm saying about, just, it, was, it was like everybody could have disappeared in the room I was just looking up. They actually yeah. did disappear. I looked up. I looked up. I'm like, holy fuck! I, yeah, I did well, it. I sure. fucking did it. We're all our own worst critics, right? That's that's that yeah. self doubt is coming from our own inner voice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure, and you know, maybe coming from people around us as well. But the worst one, the loudest one, is always going to be our own voice yeah. in our heads. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you for sending that in. Um, yeah. Vilsico. I can't even. I'm not even going to try. Why do I, yeah, why do cool. I try? Hey, that's good. Cool. Can you can you come here all the time and just say the names? That'd be really great. I'll be the name guy. <laughs> that's it. Okay, I got from Lucio. I think this is probably going to be our last one. I know that I've skipped over a few. I apologize for doing that. It just I don't think we have the time. Um, but uh, I know that uh, Scott is always uh, recording ones that don't get uh, answered, and he puts those in so that we can do them on Q and A's. So if you don't get your questions answered, you can always show up to one of our Q and A's on uh, Tuesday nights, and um, and uh, hopefully we'll address it at some point. So Lucio writes, do you find since the pandemic situation and the work from home, has there been, uh, has there been better or worse for, oh, we just kind of covered this, didn't we? I didn't even bother to read the whole thing, but I think we did cover this. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you, it was basically, do you feel like it's helped our industry, the working, the, the whole pandemic and the working from home sort of situation that's been forced upon it, or has it hurt us or both? The truth is, I think it's 50, 50. Yeah, no, I, I, think- I agree. Certain people, disciplined people, it's amazing to work from home. I, and I had this discussion with, with the, the studio at the beginning. They're like, uh, so, you know, the work from home thing, whatever. I, I told them, I go, actually, I don't want juniors or intermediates at home. I want them all at the office. Because I need them to be talking to each other. Mm. I, I look back at being a junior myself. If I was at home by myself, man. That would have yeah. been some tough times. It would have been weird. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, you know, you don't have that person beside you to help you, that buddy or whatever. There's no discussion. Yeah, it's just juniors uh, are getting hurt. They're hurt, hurting the most, I think. Juniors they're because it's most. like they don't get that bonding experience. They don't get to like yeah. sponge off of people in the same kind of passive way that they would have just by working around the people that you did, like literally yeah. cubicles right next yeah. to you. Yeah, and I that's agree. why I told the studio on my show when it's legally possible. I want the juniors and the intermediates at the office every day, mm. except for overtime. I, I want a hybrid overtime situation where mm. if somebody if if somebody chooses to, if the company needs overtime and the person mm. says yes, I want to do overtime, they can do overtime from home. Mm. And do do you feel that's going to be more difficult for recruiting? Because I literally had this discussion with another VFX studio, and they were like, "No, for us, it's going to be fully hybrid because we've did a survey and literally like twenty five percent." Are going to leave if uh, we, we don't <laughs> provide this flexibility of being able to because work some from studios home are on the, you, the you studio know, service. You want to know my honest opinion? My honest yes. opinion is it's the studio's fucking problem. I don't give a shit. 
<laughs> oh, okay. I, Good. I have so many other things to deal with. The, the, the whole hybrid or work from home or at the office or whatever. Look, the truth is we've all done both of it. Both. Mm-hmm. I mean, us, us four yep. here, us, you know, us three. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done both. We know the benefits of being at the office. We know the benefits of being at home. Yeah. Now it's a matter of the studio figuring that out. Yeah, yeah. I so you're, so many other things. You're, yeah, it has you're to be a policy. I, it cannot be, Sorry, well, right? this show is hybrid and the, this show needs to be on Yeah, yeah they have to figure out some sort of policy. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, a basic yeah. your stance is as long as we have a way of making sure people are fucking communicating in some way. I mean, would you, like, I mean, and I, I personally... Like, they should be happy, too, you know? like. Yeah, yeah, I know, for sure. It's hard for some people to work from home. I've heard yeah. people tell me, man, it's really hard yeah. to work from home. I've heard other yeah. people say... This is the shit. I'm never yeah, doing yeah. anything else I, ever again. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm, that's why I like the hybrid model is I like the idea of it being like, look, there's one or two days out of the week that we do go into the office, but the other days you can be, and then we organize our, our, our world around that. Right. I think this, this makes a lot of sense. And then there, I mean, directors are probably when you're doing like early in a production, especially video game productions, when you're trying to figure out what the hell you're trying to make, then yeah, there's going to be probably weeks, maybe months on end where you're going in every day. But then when you get more into a production cycle, maybe then you can actually have more of the hybrid model. I just like the idea of flexibility because, like as Emil just pointed out, everyone's built differently. Every project is built differently. What is the best way for the team and for the project? Let's figure it out now that we have this extra tool that we can add to the to the, the bucket. Because for years and years, it was just like a non it was a it was a non starter conversation. Studios didn't yeah. even freaking hear about it. It was like nope. It's like well, hold Zoic on. Studios just went fully remote. Who did? Full Zoic Studios, fully hmm. remote. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't be. They're not the only ones. There's a bunch of people that are just like they're doubling down on this. And like as as David said, that ends up being a pretty powerful negotiation tool, especially if there's other studios that are just not even interested. And they're like, nope, we're gonna just pretend that nothing happened, and we're just gonna go back to the way it was and not have any kind of flexibility added into the mix. I think those people are gonna have a hard time. That doesn't work. Okay, well, we are three minutes over time. Um, I want to take the the time to, um, uh, unless David, you, you have a look on your face like I'm forgetting a. No, a no, I, I was just looking at at uh, at chat on on the side. Not, not oh, that's right. Yes, and by the way, Scott, you you said you wanted to dump a bunch of links. Do you want to do that right now, or let me let me cut Emil loose and David loose, and we can deal with that right afterwards. Emil, thank you for taking the time. It was, I think, a lot of people appreciated. Thanks, the, that was the, great. The, the raw, the raw, um, you know, the, the unplugged version of the stream the that we got with you, which is always Yay. nice. No, but it's, it's, it's refreshing. I mean, everyone's different. And I, I knew that people would really enjoy your very uh, transparent and very, very direct personality. I mean, I, I mean, I'm biased. I mean, you know that I love you. So uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And David, as usual. We're going for beers. It's going to happen because yes. right? you're back in town. It's exactly what we have to do. Obviously, I live, we're going to put the band north, back yeah. together. I'm in the mountains yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you're you're close to uh, where you were before, right? I'm, he lives I'm, in a beautiful part of the world, man. So the Laurentians right. in um, just north of Montreal is like so nice. Actually, it's like you here, can drive you know about what? an hour. I'll show us, show us. Let us, yeah. let us, let us be uh, tempted by this, the, this uh, the, the, fun the thing scenery. About this is the fun yeah, thing. exactly. Uh, Speaking oh, of the, the point the we'll see if Emil has pens when he's. I don't know if you guys can see anything here, but. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm watching. I'm watching for some leg hair. Um, <laughs> I see trees and snow, but no buildings. So, yeah, he's pretty much in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, there's a lake nice. in front of my house, and that's it. Beautiful. So perfect. It would have been perfect to have a deer that would have come into shot. Like <laughs> yeah. That. We, we do have deer. I'm a little disappointed, actually. I haven't seen him yet. Yeah. Canada Lynx. I haven't yeah, seen him yet. Yeah. 
So um, um, everyone's invited to Mill's house after our party. We'll see you there in about an hour. <laughs> but sure. the trick is just from seeing the view, you have to figure out, you have to go to Google Earth and try to like, you know, cross examine and figure, figure out, out where he is. If you could find him, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a beer for you. So we'll uh, hopefully someone All gets right. to the end of that finish line. Thank you both for being here. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, awesome, man. Cheers. All, All right, right Mill, again. Cheers. Bye. Um, oh, let me get rid of this. I always forget. Um, so yeah, that was fun. I haven't had that long of a conversation with Emil for a long time, actually. Um, he just got back into town not so long ago. Um, and I went, I, I was at his place before he moved away because he had a place in the same kind of area. Um, but uh, yeah, Emil is kind of one of those guys who, um, kind of um he's, he's a he's a he's a ringleader he's a connector people tend to gravitate towards him and um and uh people who've worked with him um can vouch for just how um how uh, entertaining and how how uh how transparent it can be on a project when you have someone like him around who it's it's very nice knowing that someone like him has your back and you don't have to worry about whether the animation department is going to get kicked around and not respected because Emil is very difficult to, uh, to ignore. He's going to, he's going to say it like it is. And uh, that's always a really good thing when he's your boss. Um, maybe not so good of a thing uh, as we covered, if you're not willing to, um, you know, improve if there's uh, some room or need for improvement. But I think I would uh, definitely uh, take the risk of that knowing that uh, I'd have somebody who's uh, got the whole team's back. So uh, thanks for being here. Sorry that I missed last week. I hope some of you did catch that stream because I've heard so many tellings. I haven't had the chance to actually stand up, sit down and watch it. I think I'm just going to be um, too much of a fanboy when I do. It, it, it's funny that the 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 one stream, the, like the, the one thing that I talk about all the time about how awesome Arcane is, and uh, then I wasn't get to there to nerd. I wasn't. I didn't get to be there to nerd out um, on a stream dedicated to exactly that. But I guess that's my penance for something. I don't know what. Um, so Scott, you had some, um, you had some links. Did you already drop them? I think he did. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he want Yeah. So for any advice, uh, for any advice from, from industry pros, you can check out our podcast. So what Scott's been doing, and I know some of you already know this, but those who are new here, um, what Scott's been doing is putting all these streams, uh, into podcasts, uh, which you can get, um, um, uh, at the, the link that he's, he's just dropped there. I think it's Spotify. And, um, I think I can't remember, I think it's on Apple podcasts too, I think. Um, but, uh, there are several different, uh, places that you can actually get that podcast. He's also done this really cool thing called, uh, Agora bits, I think he calls it or Agora bites. I always forget. Um, and that is essentially just quick little clips and a collection of them. And he does it in an audio format, which is just nice for those who are commuting to work or don't have a lot of time that they can put in front of the screen and they just prefer to just listen. Uh, because at the end of the day, these things really are kind of like podcasts because they're just conversations. So they're really easy to absorb um, without the uh, the uh, the video. So um, thanks for being here. I will see everybody tomorrow night or some of you, hopefully. Tomorrow night we're doing, um, as, as I promised, we are mixing up the Tuesday nights. We will have, um, every once in a while, we do a Q&A like we, we, we were doing uh, before the, the holidays. But we try to intermingle that with um, something fresh and different. So one of the things that's on the roster is some of you might remember that I was doing free, re free reviews back in the day. We're bringing that back. Um, 
which I'm pretty excited about. I always plan on coming back and doing that. And so now we found a way of doing it into the regular scheduling rather than doing it on top of everything else on the Sunday evenings. So the way that works is if you are interested in having uh, your stuff reviewed and um, you can't afford that, or you just want to kind of maybe sample what it's like, what, whatever the reason might be, maybe just like free stuff. Um, you, you can, um, um, you can submit your stuff. We don't haven't, I don't think we built, I don't have to talk to Scott actually about what the new way of ingesting those are. Um, but I, in the past he was putting out social posts and you could just submit using a link. Um, but what we're doing for tomorrow night is actually going way back in the backlog. Uh, well, there you go. So Scott has dropped the link. That's where you can actually do that from now on. If you, if you want to be part of this program, you can drop your work using the link he just posted there in chat. Um, and, um, basically, um, we randomly choose three to go through. And so that's a really good way to get your stuff reviewed. Um, my plan is to every once in a while, bring in a celebrity, um, kind of guest, um, and, um, or some sort of surprise guest. Maybe we'll even bring in a mill one night, uh, to come in and take a look at the work, um, instead of me, or maybe the week, maybe we tag team it, but basically rather than it just be me all the time, it, I think it would be kind of fun to just sort of mix it up and get some different opinions going on. But for the beginning, uh, the first few rounds, it will probably be me just getting the engine running again, but, uh, expect to see some changes there as well. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for being here. It was awesome. As usual, I was like hanging out. I really do. I, I genuinely do appreciate it. We started this David and I and Jacob, uh, Patrick, like when we started talking about this community, it really was at the beginning of the pandemic. We talked about doing this for a really long time, but we knew that one thing for sure the pandemic was, was going to bring was a feeling of separation. And I think now two and a half years into it, I think we can all agree that there has been a bit of a strain being able to connect with people and be able to see them in person as much as you you would like. And um, and you know, even not even be able to go into working alongside people. Um, it's been it's been not easy. Um, and for, for a lot of us, I know some people say that there's silver linings. I'd be one of them, but, um, just because I'm saying silver, there's silver linings doesn't mean that I don't appreciate some of the things that we're missing. And some, and some people are suffering more than others because of just the way that they work and their, the way their personalities, um, um, are. So I just, I think that, uh, you know, this, this whole community was started with this in mind. We wanted a place for people to go to feel like they could still be part of something, feel connected in some way, um, and still continue to work towards those goals of getting better. Um, you know, as a human, we, we know a lot of things that come out of these streams that are just, you know, good lessons in life, regardless of, you know, whether you want to become an animator or you're already an animator. Um, but may, you know, also I like to think that there's lots of really good knowledge bombs being dropped in these streams and all the other things that we do that help out, um, people that are on that mission to get better at animating. So, um, I do appreciate everyone who's decided to jump, um, on board and be part of this community. It means the world to, to, to everyone who started it. And, um, and, um, yeah. Keep coming out to these things. And, um, and, um, and, uh, and I hope that this has brought value to your life in some way. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow night, hopefully. Otherwise we'll see you next week with the next conversation. Cheers. Stay animated. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. Agora community is a free resource for artists in the animation, visual effects, and gaming industries, providing daily educational material, free rigs, and assets. We also have a range of experts you can purchase affordable animation reviews from to help you level up your skills. You can check it all out at agora.community. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming conversations and free animation quick tips. So, until next time, 
Stay tuned and stay animated. <laughs>